what hour your clock strikes here it's always halloween and i'm always your haunted host luce tomlin brenner welcome to small frights friday on these very special episodes i like to share a curated selection of calls from the all hollows hotline and letters from the eek mailbag this show is sponsored by your fellow lantern, Colton McKinney. Colton says it's always Halloween is awesome, and he really appreciates our inclusivity. Well, we really appreciate you, Colton, and every lantern out there in Halloween land. As I've said before, Halloween is a holiday that should be open to everyone to be able to celebrate freely, joyfully, and safely. And it's always terrific to hear from lanterns out there who feel the same way and are helping us celebrate the holiday with that community spirit that it truly deserves. Colton, thank you so much for sponsoring this episode. And you at home, if you want an episode all to yourself, you can have one by just dropping $30 or more in the tip jar or my Venmo. Uh, that's the cost uh, at the low end that it takes to make an It's Always Halloween episode. And sometimes it can go all the way up to 200 depending on how much work Pete is putting into the episode. So every little bit really helps and makes a huge difference. So thank you, Colton, for helping us make this episode. I hope you get a kick out of it. Hey, and I also want to thank the Patreon Ghoul Gang, whose subscribers help us make the podcast every month, help me spend time researching and spreading the message to new lanterns out there. I want to welcome our newest Patreon Ghoul Gang member, Shane Hunziker. Welcome, Shane. We are so delighted to have you as one of the Denzians of our haunted house. And an extra special thank you for subscribing annually, which really helps us with dependable monthly income. Plus, subscribing annually gives Ghoul Gang members major benefits as well. One, you get two months of bonus goodies for free. Two, you get a front row seat as the podcast grows. Plus, you get the ability to help shape it. And three, you have guaranteed access to Halloween tricks and treats for an entire year. So if you love It's Always Halloween and you'd like to help us produce the podcast every month and get an extra heaping of Halloween thrills, bills, and shills, please go to patreon.com slash it's always Halloween or click the link in our show notes. And that's also where you'll find the tip jar if you want to sponsor a one-off episode. We are in the middle of our international month on Patreon. And we're currently reading Mexican Gothic by Sylvia Moreno-Garcia, and we're discussing it at our next book club meeting on Tuesday, May 31st at 6 p.m. It's not too late to sign up and join us. This book was recommended to us by Lantern and Ghoul Gang member Samantha McBride, and our book club list of books all comes from books that I love, but also the books that you call and write in about. So you will have a chance to read some of the books that you hear about on this podcast. And it's an incredibly inclusive and friendly space. And we vacillate from intellectual deep dives to silly subversions moment to moment. So 
You don't have to feel intimidated at all. You also don't need to have finished or even read the book to join us. So come on by May 31st and see what we're all about. You get book club benefits starting at the $6 a month and up levels. And next month is June, which means we're going all out on our pride themes. That's right. This is a podcast made by queer people, and we are going to have lots of fun stuff going on next month, including we're reading the book The Dead and the Dark by Courtney Gould. And I'm really excited about this one because it's the first time we'll be reading a young adult book. So if you're a fan of that genre, you can't miss it. Um, This story sounds so interesting, too. So it's a suspenseful, supernatural story of young love family secrets, and dark magic. I know that appeals to so many of you. Plus, we're going to be exploring homoeroticism in Hitchcock films and much, much more that I'm still having a ball planning. So stay tuned and sign up at patreon.com slash it's always Halloween or click that link in our show notes. Lanterns. Everybody out there, This is your two-week notice to get your zine materials in. The eek mailbag is filling up, but it is nowhere near as filled as we want it to be. We're trying to fill up at least 20 pages, and we're getting there, but I know you have more stories and more pictures and more recipes to share with us, so please get those in by June 1st to be included. Make sure you let me know how much of your personal information you want to be shared. First name, last name, initials, email, social media, where you're from, as much or as little as you like. And remember, this is going to be a keepsake for all of us to integrate into our ongoing Halloween traditions. And what a fantastic way to connect these voices and stories that you've heard for the past year and a half than to actually have a physical bit of ephemera in your hands. You can see these people you keep hearing about, and it's beyond screens. It's something that can sit on your table or on your bookshelf and that you can touch with your hands. Ah, touching with your hands is so important. We need ephemeral things. Things don't have to last forever to be meaningful and special. And so much of what we love about Halloween is ephemeral. (laughs) Candy? That doesn't last. Insert Kathy comic joke here. If you haven't listened to our Halloweens episode yet with Joe from Displaced Snail, who we are collaborating with, then go back, check it out, learn a little bit more about what he does. And if you are hungry for some handmade zines before these are ready, you can get your fixed at DisplaySnail.com. He has Halloween horror zines. He has a winter horror zine. He has a queer horror zine. There is something for every lantern at Displaced Snail. So check it out and send your recipes, your trick-or-treat photos, your Halloween memories to It's Always Halloween Podcast at gmail.com. And join us for the first big project that we're making all together that you can actually hold in your hands. Incredible. Now, if that wasn't exciting enough, you guys, I have a huge announcement. It's very big. And I wasn't sure when to make it because I don't have all the details yet, but I honestly can't wait. All right. One huge haunted announcement, and then we're going to get into our letters. 
I am out of my gourd with excitement to tell you, my loyal lanterns, that It's Always Halloween has been invited to host a live episode at this year's Midsummer Scream in Long Beach. I feel like there should be a splat at the end of that scream. Why did I scream like that? All right, there's no splat. Everybody's very happy and alive. For those of you outside of California, if you're not familiar with Midsummer Scream, I know I've talked about it a lot, but officially, so you have all the details, it's an annual weekend-long Halloween and horror convention that showcases the diversity of Southern California's haunt and horror community while inviting fans from around the world to experience a weekend of excitement and non-stop spooky fun with over 350 exhibitors, a dozen mini haunts and attractions, panels, presentations, live performances, and more. That's from their website. I didn't write that copy, but I think I performed it pretty well. So, hey, Midsummer Scream, if you need any radio commercials. (laughs) So, yes, We're going to be a part of one of the biggest Halloween horror conventions on the West Coast of America. I love this. I love this convention. It's been going for five years. And before that, it was called Scare LA. And I went to that for years. And just to finally be a part of something that I have been an audience member at for so long and deeply wished to be on the other side of things, it just feels like One of the best accomplishments I have made since I moved to L.A. 10 years ago. And you guys helped me do that. Without you, there's nothing. So (laughs) thank you for tuning in every week and subscribing to the Patreon and donating to the tip jar to sponsor. You know, Pete and I are two queer artists, comedians. He's a musician and we don't come from money or important people. We're both just from the Midwest, from nice Midwestern families who are rooting for us. But LA is a lot about who you know, and we don't know that many people. So we know you guys, though, and you have really launched us in a way that we could not have imagined back in 2020 when we were just discussing this. And we have thousands of listeners, but to get to perform on stage in person to thousands of new people and reach more lanterns who knows what will happen next but it's all possible because of your support and the fact that so many of you are out there tweeting and posting on socials and telling your friends to listen to this podcast and sharing it with anyone who will listen so I hope if you're able that you will come to Midsummer Scream this summer It's at the end of July. It's Friday, July 29th through Sunday, July 31st. So if you don't live in Southern California, there is still time for you to plan a little trip out here. It's such a fun event. I've made so many friends just going to this event. The last few times I've went, I've gone by myself (laughs) and I've had a blast. Like I said, I've made a ton of friends at this event. So you have to come out. I don't know the exact dates or times for the It's Always Halloween live events yet, but I will have a table there on the vendor floor. There's going to be so many cool vendors and we're going to be there, me and Pete and Grimturn Nathan. And we're going to have some exclusive merch that's just going to be at Midsummer Scream. 
I'm honestly dizzy talking about it. I just like cannot wait to interact with everybody at this event. Um, I have a special discount code just for lanterns. So get your tickets. The code is I-A-H-M-S-S. So the initials of It's Always Halloween, Midsummer Scream, 22. I-A-H-M-S-S-22. And it's good for 25% off general admission tickets for Midsummer Scream. And it's valid through June 30th of this year. So about another six weeks. I'm going to drop that code in the show notes as well. So if you need to see it printed, you can just go click on this episode and copy and paste it. And let me know if you're going to be there. I would love to host another little lantern meetup, either just a little hangout at our table, or we can go grab a little snack together and sit around and trade stories. I had so much fun meeting everyone at Awaken the Spirits last summer, which was like the baby sister of Midsummer Scream. And everyone who came out are friends of mine now. So come out, let's meet each other in person and get to know each other. I know most of us already like each other, but come say hi. I, I want to meet you. I want to know who you are in real life. Ooh, I am faint from all of that excitement, but the episode's just getting started. And today we are doing an exclusive Eek Mail episode because the Eek Mailbox is overflowing with so many awesome stories and beautiful pictures and submissions for the zine. So I just want to tell as many of these stories as possible before things get buried, because all of your voices are important and all your stories endlessly fascinate me and delight the other lanterns as well. So let's dive in, shall we? The subject line of our first letter is my first eek mail. Hello, Luce and all Luceo lanterns. I love the podcast and recently just finished listening to the entire thing. I am really sad that I have to wait for the new uploads, but I have loved the journey. This podcast has helped me deepen my love for Halloween and history and has also helped me find other like-minded creatures. I absolutely love getting to be on the Discord and seeing what all the other lanterns are up to. I have so many different things I want to talk about, from Halloween memories and ghost stories, my family is haunted, <laughs> to Halloween TV specials, my favorite, and all the Halloween plays that I write. But I think it's best to start with the two things that got me interested in the podcast to begin with. I grew up in an extremely religious home that sometimes allowed Halloween and sometimes didn't. Sometimes we'd get to go trick-or-treating as long as my father didn't know about it. But some Halloweens, he made us do a nursing home trick-or-treat or just go to the church's harvest party. Even trunk-or-treat was too much for the people at my church. My father did this because he was afraid of us getting poisoned candy, and as a seven-year-old, I didn't have the knowledge to dispel that myth. I enjoy horror films and have gone through my phases with dark horror, but I enjoy autumnal vibes and activities more than being scared for an entire Halloween season. I've always loved what I'm deeming soft Halloween, media and activities. I want to eat caramel apples on a brisk, cool, foggy autumn day and then turn on Halloween specials during August, September, and October. Those wonderful end of summer ween and Halloween prime months. 
I enjoy that more than just watching endlessly violent or gory horror films. It's important to note, however, that the Halloween films are some of my favorites, even though Halloween Kills has me concerned. You and me both, friend. I think my favorite Halloween tradition that my mom insisted on when I was growing up was a viewing of It's the Great Pumpkin Charlie Brown and a perhaps lesser known Winnie the Pooh special from what I believe was 1996 called Boo to You Too, Winnie the Pooh. <laughs> it's very fun to say. In this story, Piglet is afraid of Halloween, so Pooh and the gang throw a Hallowasn't for Piglet to help him pretend it isn't the scariest night of the year. But Piglet isn't totally convinced, so when he sees his friends tussling in their Halloween costumes, the distance and his own fear leads him to perceive Tigger and Eeyore as monsters attacking Pooh. Seeing his friend in trouble helps Piglet harness the bravery that kept him from participating in Halloween previously so he can save the day. You see, I really love soft Halloween. <laughs> I can only find Boo to you too, Winnie the Pooh. <laughs> Such a thrill. I really love saying that. Boo to you too, Winnie the Pooh. Um, okay, I can only find it on YouTube, but our library had it on VHS. I would absolutely die to find it on VHS again because it brings back all of the happy, joyful Halloween memories of my childhood. I'm excited to be caught up on the podcast and to be a part of this Halloween community. I'm already planning future eek mails and calls to the All Hallows hotline when I get over my greatest fear, hearing my own voice. Thank you for keeping the Halloween magic alive all year round, David. David, thank you so much for sending this jam-packed eek mail with so much interesting information. I went and I watched Booty YouTube Winnie the Pooh on YouTube, and I can't I can't figure out if I had ever seen it before, but it was very lovely, very soft, very sweet. I can't help but feel like uh, Piglet created and then solved his own problem, but you know what, if there's a lesson in there for nervous kids at how to overcome your bravery and stand by your friends, then it's good in my book. I'm going to put the link in the show notes for everyone to check it out. And David, please don't die, but I did find a few copies of this film on VHS in its original clamshell available on eBay, ranging from like 5 to $7. So pretty affordable for a thrilling Halloween nostalgia buy, I think. And as a diehard VHS collector myself, I of course support the purchase and appreciation of VHS tapes and VHS culture. And don't feel bad, I think most of us thought that our candy must be poisoned in the 80s and 90s. Uh, my parents weren't religious, and there was still concern that there was something wrong with my candy, and each piece had to be checked before I was allowed to consume any of it. It's just what everybody thought, but it's funny, the older you get, you realize how little time you have to sow chaos in society, and how expensive extracurricular items are, and how you would not just share them with children on Halloween. <laughs> I'm glad you had some experiences of trick-or-treating, and I'm really curious what trick-or-treating at a nursing home is like. I imagine you get a lot of attention from older folks who maybe miss their families, and you get to, like, 
vamp and twirl for an adoring audience. I understand it's not as fun as going around in your neighborhood, but I don't know. I'm interested in this nursing home Halloween, and I'm curious if there's anybody else out there who ever did this. I did not know it was a thing. I used to carol with my Girl Scout troop at nursing homes at Christmas time. Sort of a different vibe, but I always remember that being super fun. Okay, David, we have to hear more about these Halloween plays that you write. That's one of the coolest things I've ever heard before. And do not worry about your voice on the All Hallows hotline. You know, everybody feels that way. And there's actual scientific evidence to back up why it makes you uncomfortable. I'm going to put this link in the show notes as well. But I found this article by a surgeon who specializes in treating patients with voice problems. And he talks about how much his patients hate hearing the recordings that he takes to figure out if, if their therapy is working or not. And the surgeon writes that there are a couple of different reasons why we hate hearing the sound of our own voice. One is that the sound of an audio recording is transmitted differently to your brain than the sound generated when you speak. When listening to a recording of your voice, the sound travels through the air and into your ears, which is referred to as air conduction. The sound energy vibrates the eardrum and the small ear bones. Those bones then transmit the sound vibrations to the cochlea, which stimulates nerve axons that send the auditory signal to your brain. But when you speak, The audio from your voice reaches the inner ear in a totally different way. Isn't that magnificent? I had no idea. So some of the sound is transmitted through air conduction, but most of the sound is internally conducted directly through your skull bones. When you talk and you hear yourself talk, it's vibrating through your skull. (laughs) How Halloween-y is that? So you like the sound of your own voice, your skull voice, because that's what you're used to hearing all the time. And that is your perception of yourself. So then when you hear this other voice, this monstrous alien voice coming back at you through pure air conduction, you're like, oh, no, is this what everybody hears? I'm a freak. But you're not a freak. You're going through a very normal human experience that all of us have. And it's okay. It's just you love your skull voice. I love my skull voice. And even though it's a little a little uncomfortable to hear our voices recorded sometimes, you can feel like you're not alone because all of us are having that same experience. So never fear. Call into the All Hallows hotline and just know All of us are equally uncomfortable and we're all wishing that each other could just hear our skull voices. Thank you so much for this trip down memory lane with you, David. Thanks for the opportunity to watch and say boo to you too, Winnie the Pooh. And I'm excited to hear from other lanterns who either love these specials or have other Halloween specials that were important to them. And it's so great to have you in the ghoul gang on the Discord. Your support means the world to me. Now our next eek mail comes all the way from England. And the title is Dear Doomed Ones. Hi, Luce. I hope you're having a wonderfully spooky May so far. Just a quick eek mail with something fun to show you. 
I went back to my parents' house recently to rifle through old things with the hope of finding some photos of me and my sister on the rare occasion we got to dress up and celebrate Halloween. But unfortunately, it was to no avail. I think the photo I had in mind has been lost to time somewhere. But not to worry, while I was searching, I came across another gem, a Halloween card I made for my family when I was younger. I'm not sure how old I was exactly. I've attached some photos so you can see. I really went to town with the insect-themed stamps. I don't remember making it, but I thought it was a delightful find. I must have made it around the time when my obsession with the best holiday was beginning to grow. My favorite thing about it that made me laugh was it was addressed to, quote, Dear Doomed Ones. Oh, the drama. How hilarious. <laughs> Sending you lots of love and spooky spider stamp greetings. Ever your lantern, Kia. Kia, this card is so special. Lanterns and Ghoul Gang members may recognize Kia as Kia creates the incredible journaling artist who last calendar Halloween sent me a gorgeous handmade, hand-stickered letter, an actual letter, an eek mail in the mail <laughs> that sits on my desk that I lovingly stroke every week and gives me the Halloween energy to keep going during hard times. So, Kia, seeing this card that you made as a child, this is a little crystal ball to your future. Like, seeing what you do now, this is the exact through line. I'd be so curious to know when it was made. Because even the little different font that you have, the card says, Dear Doomed Ones, hope you have a spooky Halloween from Kia. And the spooky Halloween is in like curvy, like fright writing. Then <laughs> there's little spider stamps and ants, and it's all written in blood red, of course. But this is like the child version of the stickers and your journaling style now. I love the ways that we grow as people, but still keep little us inside of us. And I I feel like that's a big drive for Halloween, is that so many of us are able to keep that childlike spirit burning bright and making the most of the holiday comes from a very positive childlike place. And I just love getting to glimpse that part of you, Kia. So thank you so much for sending it in. I would love to include this in our trick-or-treat zine, just because you can't find pictures of you in costume. I mean, this is just the perfect little slice of what it's like to celebrate Halloween as a kid. So I would love to include it if you're up for it. And if you ever find any more little Kia crafts, please send them along. This was such a treat to see and to read, and I'm excited to share it with your fellow lanterns. If you want to enter Kia's incredible creative world, and you absolutely do, then check her out on Instagram and TikTok. She's at Kia Creates, and she also has a Patreon. That's patreon.com slash Kia Creates, where she sends out journaling materials every month. Go revel in her lovely work. You will be thrilled that you took the time. Our next eek mail comes with the subject line, Trick or Treating Adorable Devils. 
Hi, Luce. Long-time listener, medium-time Patreon member, brand new to actually writing in. <laughs> I love the specificity. Thank you. I wanted to send along a picture for consideration in the trick-or-treat scene. I'm not sure if the story is interesting enough for the actual podcast, but feel free to use it. <laughs> it is! I love it! Attached are two pictures of me circa 1991 working my way between ringing doorbells in Bakersfield, California, where my grandma lived. My mom was from California, but we were living in Europe at the time, so getting to celebrate Halloween properly was big for me and my mom when we were able to visit in the fall. As you can see, I'm wearing a devil's costume, complete with a red plastic pitchfork. There's also a little devil tail in the back that attaches to the belt. <laughs> my mom loved DIY, but this year was a pre-bought costume since we were short on time. I was also absolutely obsessed with the soft body troll doll dressed as a pumpkin that I'm holding in these pictures. Every year, I almost buy it for myself again on eBay. Maybe this will finally be the year? Although, will it still smell the same as I remember it smelling? Set nostalgia is weird, but important. I distinctly remember this costume because one of the trick-or-treat stops ended up being some lady who was absolutely distraught that I was dressed up like a devil and wanted to tell me at length about how I was far too cute to be a devil and that this isn't right. Devils are bad. <laughs> I think my mom had to step in finally. <laughs> All of this is somehow extra funny to me because my grandma was super Catholic, but she was really cool about the costumes because she loved dressing up and kitschy stuff. This same year, we also went mall trick-or-treating, and my mom dressed me as Elvira, but without the cleavage. <laughs> I had a long black dress, and my super long hair was loose, and I wore long green skeleton earrings that had gemstone eyes. Oh, I can picture those earrings. I love it. The only issue was that I had no idea who Elvira was, even though my mom kept insisting I had seen the movie. I kept thinking she meant Elmira from Tiny Toons and that she was just old and out of touch. <laughs> In my defense, Elmira is terrifying and probably a good costume. Unfortunately, I don't have a picture of that one. Anyway, Halloweens in the U.S. are some of my most favorite memories because it was such a special treat. Trying to do Halloween in Europe in the 90s was a bizarre thing, but that's an email for another day. Stay spooky, L, aka Pineapple Bolo on cast. L, these pictures are magnificent. I can't wait to put them on the zine and put them on our Instagram. You are just working it in this devil costume. Two big boisterous poses, legs spread, arms pointed out, the devil trident just being wielded at the viewer in such a monstrous and threatening way, and your other hand lovingly wrapped around your soft-bodied troll doll. A perfect evil but gentle vibe. I cannot stop laughing at this woman who hijacked you during trick-or-treat to explain that devils were bad. And you're in like the most cartoony devil costume possible. Like you said, it's store-bought, so it, it looks silky and it has those arms that are like fringed and the bottom has that fringed look. And you're just wearing red tights 
And it looks like your headband with the horns and the plastic pitchfork are both glittery. It's just <laughs> like there's nothing evil looking about you. It's so cute <laughs> that to think that this little girl is someone who's like, I love the devil. He's so cool. Like it's just so far removed from reality, even a Catholic version of reality and people who believe that the devil is real, there's no way that the devil is trotting around in a little polyester fringed cape and sparkly horns. Although, if he's gay, he is. And then I'm an even bigger fan. Ha <laughs> ha! Anyways, Elle, you are so cute. Thank you for sending this in for the zine. I can't wait for everybody to be able to hold this in their hands and see these cute pictures of you celebrating American Halloween joyfully. You and Kia need to connect since you're both on the Discord and you can talk about trying to celebrate Halloween in Europe. And perhaps we could get some more letters about that from you and our many other European lanterns because I remain fascinated by all of y'all who have been able to keep up the celebrations in a in a place that maybe isn't hostile towards it, but isn't super interested in celebrating. I feel like it's like when I want to celebrate my cat's birthdays and I'm like, it's your birthday. Let's all celebrate the cat's birthday. And the cat's like, oh God, no, that's not what we're doing here. And I'm like, birthday hats, birthday balloons. And they're like, I'm under the bed now, goodbye. That to me is maybe what Europe versus Halloween is like. I don't know, let me know. Really terrific pictures and stories and memories tonight. I don't know what time it is there, but you know, it's always evening when we're celebrating Halloween. Halloween's a very evening-y time, so I'll just assume it's night there. Whether or not the sun agrees, it's always night and it's always Halloween. And I always want to hear your trick-or-treating memories, your Halloween party, triumphs or disasters, book and movie recommendations, and haunted histories. So call into the All Hallows hotline at 802-532-DEAD. And don't worry about that voice. Or write me an email at itsalwayshalloweenpodcast at gmail.com. And remember, if you have pictures and recipes that you want to be included in the first ever It's Always Halloween zines made in collaboration with Displaced Snail Publishing, send those materials in within the next two weeks. June 1st is your deadline. As I've said throughout the episode, if you love It's Always Halloween, please subscribe at patreon.com slash itsalwayshalloween or make a one-time donation via the tip jar. Both of those are also linked in our show notes along with the topics that we talked about on today's episode. You can also support the podcast by buying It's Always Halloween merch on Redbubble. That link is in our show notes as well, along with our Instagram handle at It's Always Halloween podcast. So head over there to see some of the pictures that we discussed on today's episode and to see pictures from previous episodes as well as updates on what's happening in Halloween land and on our Patreon. This episode of It's Always Halloween was researched, written, and hosted by me, Luce Tomlin Brenner, your always haunted host. The editing, theme music, and sound design is by Pete Burns. Thanks, Pete. And we could not have made this episode without incredible contributions from your fellow Lanterns and Ghoul Gang members, David, Kia, and Elle. 
Thank you so much for sending in all of your terrific stories today. You can follow me at LTB Comedy on Instagram and Twitter and Pete at Mittenberries. If you're on Apple Podcasts, please subscribe and write us a little review so that other like-minded ghouls can find us. We are also on the NPR One app, so subscribe there and tell Ira Glass that you love us. Thanks so much for listening to It's Always Halloween. And come back next time, unless the devil tempts you to his lair with his sparkly horns and silky, sexy dress.